good morning, good evening, good afternoon to you. We're on the second day of God Talk Countdown from Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry, down to Good Friday and to the Easter. So yesterday we started out with the just the beginnings of the cross as Jesus came down to die, knew all his life he was going to die. Finally, he goes to the garden, goes to the Last Supper. They can tell he's under the shadow of the cross. And he said, for this purpose, I came to this world. He came to die. He knew he was a lamb of God to give his life for the world. So now he's died. And now we're beginning to process what does it, what does it mean? Everything is reversed. But so what? So what? The other religions will acknowledge he was a good man, a great teacher, and he dies. So what? So we say, okay, he rose from the grave. So what? Magic trick that God could do? What does it mean? Where does it go with something that will transform our life and change the world? Why do we evaluate time from before Jesus to after Jesus? Why do 2.3 billion Christians stake their whole life and everything on this one weekend of events? There was a cute story in England. Someone dug down 20 feet. And they found copper. And they said, see, that proves England, 200 years ago, already had a phone system. Wow. A phone system. So uh, Americans couldn't stand to have the British ahead, so someone dug down 30 feet. And they also found copper wire. And so they wrote in the New York Times that America had a high-tech communication network 250 years ago, 50 years before the British. <laughs> Canada, there was a self-taught archaeologist, he dug down 30 feet and found absolutely nothing at all. So he wrote in the Canadian newspaper, he said 250 years ago, Canada had already gone wireless. <laughs> it's just a joke, <laughs> joke, excuse me, but for us, for 2,000 years, nobody has been able to find the body of Jesus. Just an empty tomb. So what does it mean? Number one, it authenticates everything else he said. He said he was God. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He said he was the only way to the Father. He said, my Father's house has many mansions. I'm coming back to take you there. And we believe they're all true because he backed it up with the resurrection. He said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to die and I'm going to be buried three days. After three days, I will rise again. And he says, if that's true, if I can do that, then believe everything else I have said. It authenticates all the teaching that he did in his life while he was here. It backs it up. There were two Greek boys, maybe you've heard this classic story, and uh, one had to die, be punished for something he had done, but he wanted to say goodbye to his family. It would take him a month to go back to his family and then say goodbye to them and then come back. And he said, why would I let you go for a month? You'll never come back. So his best friend said, I will stand in for him. If he doesn't come back, you kill me. I can trust him. You can trust me. So the king accepted that. So the best friend goes to jail for him. They tease him every day. Your friend's not coming back. Why would he come? Yeah, I'm, he's coming back. He's my friend. The last day, the friend hasn't come. They take him to die. And at the very last minute, here comes the friend running up. The king is blown away that the two friends would have such a loyal friendship. One would be willing to die for the other, and the other would come back to be sure that his friend didn't die for him. The king lets both of them go. Such an act of purity and love. It backs up everything else about them. That one act authenticates their character. And that's what we believe about, about Jesus.
I had to go through this colonoscopy and I had to, I had to prove who I was. Show them my driver's license. I said, are you kidding? Who would come here to, and fake it in order to get a colonoscopy? Now they laughed just the way they had to do it. But Jesus backs it up. It authenticates everything else he did and said. Number two, it duplicates what the resurrection is going to be at the second coming. John 14, 19, because I live, you also will live. Revelation 1, 18, I was dead, but behold, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and hell. So the fact that Jesus rose from the grave gave him the keys, the rights to say he had broken the power of death, and you and I don't have to die forever. John 3, 16, Whosoever believeth in me shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Whoever believes in me has already transferred from death to life. That's what we believe. All because of the resurrection. I was in Chicago when Michael Jordan retired after the three world championships. He thought he had done it all. His father had died. Nothing more to play for. It was like a death. We all sat there stunned reading the paper. You know, it was like, like a funeral. <laughs> he, Michael Jordan has died. But then he comes back. And uh, it comes back to play. But when Jesus, when, when, when Jesus comes back, it is so much bigger than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan came back. He plays a basketball game. He wins another three championships. But that didn't really do anything for me. I'm happy. I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. But when Jesus comes back, we believe his life gives me life. And we don't have to be so afraid of death because we know on the other side of that is a resurrection. I know that the moment my father slipped away, the next conscious minute he has, we will see him again. That's what we believe. Death is still terrible. He's been gone 18 years. This lady and her daughter that we visited with last week, terrible, just two months ago. From the middle of the night, they find him falling down in the bathroom. An hour later, he's gone. The only hope they have is at the resurrection moment, that moment, God will make all things back up for them and they will be restored. So that's what we believe. Ezekiel 37 says, Jesus can make dry bones come back to life. This is the heart of our faith. So what the thief on the cross said to Jesus, hanging there at the cross, remember me when you come in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus says, today I'm saying to you, you will be with me in paradise. Don't let your heart be troubled. I'm going to go prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me. That where I am, there you may be also. All of that rests on the resurrection. That's why we believe it's true, and we believe it makes all the difference in the world. No other religion has a story. God himself comes down and dies, and then resurrects again. They can write stories in Harry Potter or whatever else and, and make it up. But Jesus did it. No one's ever been able to uh, find his body in a tomb. 500 people saw him alive and were saying, Hey, come and ask me. I saw it. You can do whatever you want to me, but it's still true. Jesus is alive. So that's what we believe, as uh, the famous song says, He's alive and I'm forgiven. Heaven's gates are open wide. Let me have a word of prayer with you. This is God Talk, and I hope you'll come back with us tomorrow. Our Father in heaven, we this is our faith. There's many things we believe, and we believe in the teachings of Jesus. Jesus says, teach them to observe all that I have taught you. But the heart of Christianity is the cross and the resurrection this weekend that we celebrate. So whoever listening today, whether driving or at home or whatever they're doing, walking, may they begin to feel the power of the resurrection in their life again. Not just that someday Jesus will have the power to resurrect us. Not just that we'll be able to see those like my father who have gone before, but that we will live more powerfully, that we have access to power that no one else has. We have resurrection power, the same power. It will come for us. 
So bless us today, Father. And bring us back again to God tomorrow to have another chapter of God talk. Bless each one. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.